0: Love, Talk Radio Great joy and good afternoon my friend The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming Centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO The show that brings you the wisest counsel and most fascinating people In the business community from all around our terrestrial orb I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymous Bosch of business And <clears throat> okay, here's a quick quiz my friend Meditation, Congress, and Bitcoin. What do these three things have in common? Well, I'll tell you, each is something about which you have a strong opinion, but nowhere near enough knowledge to back those opinions up. <laughs> and so right now, we're going to remedy that, at, at least with the most vital and profitable of the three. I am referring, of course, to meditation. Today, inches from your ear, streaming in is the cogent and deeply experienced wisdom of Sojan, meditative master, Miss, uh, Chris Von Hassett. Editor and publisher of Riot Material Magazine, and author of the most recently uh, published powerful practical guide, Entering the Mind. Now, I've got to tell you, quite frankly, when I first got together with Chris, uh, it was it was really something, and I felt I f- I felt like a. Uh, well, it recalled me a tranquil sense of focus and perspective that hearkened me back to a young hermit that I'd met in the caves of a Tibetan plateau with my wife. And he was the sort of person, both were the sort of person, that just kept me wanting to stay and talk and listen without let up. So uh, you've got a great treat coming in for you today. and uh, But with a quick warning, i got to tell you. Chris holds a pathway uh, to some very powerful tools that you can employ to form a far richer life, but you're going to get them by entering into the realm of the spirit and the philosophical. So now don't get all too excited. Don't dismiss it. Look at it this way: you're going to you wade through a tax, all those tax forms just to save a fistful of dollars. Well, by heavens, this is not nearly uh, as as a esoteric as that, it's much more practical. So whether you're uh, your career box says you're a research scientist or an ad salesman or a Zoroastrian priest, we invite you to lend a learning ear to the art of the CEO's Feast of Wisdom, all carefully cuisined, to make your career thrive and your adventures flourish. Chris, I'm so glad Hello. that uh, you could return from your travels and come back on the lofty plane to join us here today.
1: Hello, dear sir. How are you?
0: Oh, life is going very, very well over here. And uh, now, as I understand it, you have um, <clears throat> spent um, a great part of your life as as what I call an enriched uh, life seeker. You've trained in martial arts with no less than Chuck Norris. You Tell us a little bit about your youth and what led you to the spiritual solution you finally selected.
1: Well, I grew up here in uh, Los Angeles. I'm still here in Los Angeles, and um, mm-hmm. but grew up in a, a little uh, town in the valley called Van Nuys. And, uh, mm-hmm. Sure. Van, Van Nuys Junior High. went to Van Nuys High School in the 70s, and it was a beautiful time, but also a, a fraught time, full of uh, yeah, <laughs> race, sure. war, and, and aggression mm-hmm. of all kinds, you know, people driving up beside you and, you know, pulling out their, you know, <laughs> their tool to... <laughs> you know sh- sh- show you oh, you know how to lure you into the car you know it was just uh you know LA was just oh, nuts and it right. was it was a freaky time for a kid and so uh at that uh, then luckily Chuck Norris had opened the dojo down the road for me so I went and got some training in martial arts just to kind of get my head around how to walk these streets <clears throat> and um, yeah yeah in the end that really didn't Didn't really lead me anywhere. I never, I was never quite successful on the streets. So I I decided to uh, turn inward and uh, uh, Uh find 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 the the source of things.
0: Oh, good for you. Uh huh. And uh, part of that search, as I understand it, uh, has led you, for our good fortune, to. Uh, that ever-scrutinizing magazine, which you edit and publish, called Riot Material. And I love yes. the pieces that you have in that. Could you share with us uh, the goal of the journal, the thought behind it?
1: Well, the goal, I mean, I've always loved art. Art is uh, kind of mm-hmm. deep within my psyche. And I'm also a writer. And one, mm-hmm. of my, one of my great joys in life is to read a good, uh, good essay on art. And so, really, what I wanted the magazine to be just that kind of a literary, cultural magazine, that with a focus on art and the arts in general, so music as well and film, and um, but to to have these all the various arts written about exceptionally well. So I wanted the magazine to be that, and it's become that.
0: Uh, well, what I like about it is, is it is written well, uh, and it doesn't use uh, a, forbidden, a word that we forbid in Prometheus Publishing, content. Content is, is that sort of manure that you use to fertilize
1: plants. It's,
0: uh, oh, I know. It doesn't yeah. belong in a magazine. And, and I've got to tell you, what I like is that you bring out, in, in each piece of art that you hold to light, you bring out a thought a way to contemplate that art, which is something I I, uh, think we need a heck of a lot more of, quite frankly.
1: Well, I mean, I think that's the whole point of art is to kind of generate thought and to generate an engagement. And if you have somebody writing about it who's reducing it down to content, then that's just a huge disservice all the way around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you, and I think that art, I agree with you also that art is a way of knowing, the same way science is a way of knowing. Uh, But uh, before we, we, uh, there's uh, so much more about you that I want to get into than the magazine, Uh, and that is uh, you are uh, a person who opens uh, people to awareness through meditation, and now I, I, Chris, I got to tell you, uh, when the term meditation comes to most people's minds, even if it's a tantric Buddhic, Buddhist method, uh, that uh, it's we 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 sort of think of centering our minds on breathing and on an envisioned plane and, and focused objects, and that's that's one way certainly, but we we have this preconception of it and. You come along and you say the awareness meditative technique is definitely not that at all. And so what is, uh, could you describe for us the Zou Chen method and a little bit of the goal?
1: Well, the, the, beauty, the beauty about Zou Chen is it gives you a purpose to meditate. So you're not really going in there right. and just like focusing in on your breath or trying to reduce stress or trying to open up your mind or you know expand the heart. There's not all these abstract terms that when you get in there and sit down, what are you really doing? Um, Zog Chen says I'm going to show you exactly what to do, and we're going to I'm going to point you directly to the nature of your own mind, and this is the mind beneath the conceptual mind, and. Mm-hmm. This again sounds abstract, but in reality it's not because you, you, you know there's a series of questions that come with this. And with these questions, you're going in and you're looking at your own mind. You're, you're, you're asking yourself, is it beginning? Does it end? Does it have a shape? Does it have a size? Does it have a dimension? And the answer to all these are is no. But intellectually intellectually you can you can kind of think about this and, and have an idea, but when you're actually going in and sitting in absolute quiet, you've learned to still your mind and you you go to look for this mind that has a beginning, that has an end, and it doesn't. Then you know you've landed on something. And this is the doorway in to the deeper
0: mind. Okay, now I see this and I see something coming up uh you talk about concepts now when you and I talked you said that a lot of these are western concepts because the the west is is a great uh believer in category, in knowledge through categorization and right. that that's that's not a bad thing but it, it doesn't apply in in this as as i would say it. so um for instance, now i, I mean part of me you know when i first heard you talking about coming into the mind i had this vision of rené descartes who would who had this custom made sensory deprivation chamber all the, and he would sit there and just think and he came up with cogito ergo sum i think therefore i am not. the reason of my existence is my thought alone Now right. you're reaching beyond that how
1: well, uh, where does this thought come from uh, and, and is it really true that you think therefore you am, what, what is he referring to, is he referring to the body, is he referring to uh, the source of that thought and really what Dogen is pointing you toward is the source, there is a definite, mm. he is he's correct, I think therefore I okay. am, but where, do, where does that I am begin and it begins before the I even begins. So there is no I in the beginning. There is no am. There is a source of awareness that gives rise to the conceptual being that thinks.
0: Okay, all right.
1: In Dzogchen, what we're looking for is to get below the thought process to even Mm -hmm. obliterate the I. And this is where we settle into. And this is where all the wisdom begins to arise. And this is where Mm -hmm. the awareness begins to expand. And from here, love, joy, all of the things that are natural to that state begin to arise as well.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm going to bring a few questions to you on this. Uh, and first of all, I have this, uh, the idea in the, the idea of, that there is a mind in its natural state. Uh, I have. I just sort of had this uh, when we first talked. I, I had the feeling, oh my goodness, Chris is jumping aboard the regress express. That, that somewhere back yeah. in time there is this Eden and everything is perfect, and our mind is perfect until we screw it up. And I'm also a great <laughs> believer in that life <clears throat> in, in its uh, most basic form is also nasty, brutish, and short as well.
1: Uh, yeah. There's
0: it's it's laden. With with fear as well as love and compassion and uh so i guess what i'm saying is where uh and yet yet there's something uh it's not just something that was old and and existing it, it's not just it's it's not just freeing ourselves what am i uh but there's an uh, would there is an awareness in the mind and that's that in itself is an essence would that be correct to that
1: well, the essence is it's emptiness. The nature of that okay. emptiness is awareness. Now, so all right. when, you look, when you look around you, you see nothing but space. And within space, you see things, all kinds of things. Within that space right. is the manifest form and also the subtle form. You have the manifest form of buildings and bodies and cars and the subtle forms of thought and sound and things like this. All of this arises in space. So when you look mm-hmm. at space, yeah. you would say the essence of space is emptiness. Space by, is essentially is yeah. empty. Mm-hmm. And it allows yeah. for everything to arise. Now, the difference between space and awareness is awareness knows. Awareness has an – it is aware. And, but awareness and space are one-to-one. Awareness okay. is one with space, and, and, and space is one with awareness. And from this emptiness arises everything, including ourselves. So what we're looking yeah, to do is, is to – yes, yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Go
0: ahead. Well, I'm seeing the idea of awareness when I – and I, in my own way, first of all, I think uh, each person listening here has, a, has someone uh, that is the most prime, important person in their life. And that 's themselves, and I have this feeling that here is a man coming along saying, "Do away with yourself, you aren't important. there is this hole that you should join and i uh, I immediately say, "Oh my goodness, here I have my business telling me I should give it up for the team. I have my uh, I have other religions telling me that I, that I should that there's nothing better than to sacrifice by giving to someone else, and now Chris is coming along and saying, "No, no, you the the inus doesn't count." So, uh, is uh, where do I get? Where, what happens to me? I'm important.
1: Well, you are important, and and I even speak to this in the book where we're here in this body because the body is a beautiful opportunity to to actually spend not just a year but maybe 50 to 60 years missing what we loved. So if it's business, you, you get that, you get all that time in your body to practice what you love. For me, it's meditation. It's trying to understand my higher being, my, my deeper self. But this body, which I cherish, gives me a good – it's already up to now 60 years – Um, hopefully Mm -hmm. another 20 to 30 more where I can continue to practice. Because once I leave this body, things get much more hairy. You know, like if if, if you just want to know what (laughs) that's going to be like, yeah, look in your dream state. In your dream state, you have no time to get teachings on anything. You have no time to practice anything. You're in response to all kinds of activity that's taking place in your mind. So, this is a beautiful time, an opportune moment in your long arc of being alive and aware, to mm-hmm. to pursue your highest purpose. And okay. if it's about learning who you are, then use this body to do just that. It's a beautiful thing.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I think it's. Uh, I'm glad to hear you say that. I'm glad to hear you. Uh, so many that it's. This, this is not a denial. When you first come in with your book, you, uh, you give me, and I say you, you have me wanting to search for, this sense of awareness of entering into it, and you yes. take away, all the non-essential. Boxes around which we we, we place uh, into which we place our freely our roaming minds um, and you you 've mentioned a couple of them, but as as I think of my mind and uh I think of where I want to go uh, what are and and i trying to get an awareness of myself, what are some of the things that I should be? Dropping away and some of the pre pre-con- the preconcepts that I've been taught about my mind that my, that I should work that I might want to shed.
1: Well, one of the critical things you want to begin to become aware of first are your stories. Mm. Everything you tell about oh. yourself, everything you believe about yourself, all of, all of the stories your mother told about you or your friends uh-huh. tell about you that define this character that perceives themselves as this this manifest entity walking through the world. These stories are great. And the people who know how to t- tell those tales of themselves in, in such ways that charm us are beautiful. I love them. And, but, you know, the stories in the end are just, you know, these, they're just stitched together tales of who we think we are. In reality, these stories mean nothing when you actually enter a meditative state. This is why, you know, the, the great, you know, that Tibetan monk you talked about uh, when you opened the show, um, he removes himself from the world because he's he's also removing himself from the stories of the world that complicate our perception of what we call the natural state, which is our natural our 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 essential self. These stories get in the way, and, and they pop up even in meditation. They pop up in in you know the way we think about things. And so the stories are number number one you want to be co- cognizant of first. And then at some point you need to begin to let those stories go and not be so attached to them. They don't define you. Even the story of addiction, even the story of being abusive, even the story of being an asshole, any of these things, they don't mean anything in the end when you get into meditation. So you want to, these are the things you want to let go. Also the, the story of, me, this is my house, and this is my wife and my dog. <laughs> you know where? Where is that yeah. me? Where is that I? We look at that in meditation. We we actually look at our hand. And if, if, when I say Steve on, am I in that mm-hmm. hand? I should be. If 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 I'm this body, I should be in the hand too. And so, in meditation, you find it's not in the hand, so you cut it off, and then you cut off the right. foot, and you cut off the leg. And this is all done, of course, imaginatively because you don't yeah, want these things to please. come, you know, you, one, one, yeah, once, you, once you've said, okay, my eye is not in that hand, get rid of the hand. And you kind of create a ritual out of this. And you do this again and again in meditation just to kind of get a sense hmm. that you aren't, this eye is a conceptual, uh, it's, it's, it's a concept. It's not an right. actual thing.
0: Ah. Oh, okay, okay you know i think what you've done is climb the you're telling us to climb the 300 foot ladder of perspective and review what we, what we've been seeing and yeah. it it just seems fair uh, that this meditative method that you're you're putting us into uh might might it not serve as a template for all the products all the challenges all our undertakings in that that, uh, we enter in this life. I mean, I keep thinking that you've asked us to move away the preconceptive boxes. You've asked us to discover the essence and then explore the wealth and diversity of that essence and then sort of emerge back into it with principles and action. I mean, is this... uh, I I hope I'm not... I I, I hope I've got, got that somewhat approaching what you're asking for. And isn't this not a workable life approach toward all things?
1: It actually, man, it, it improves life and it it makes one want to live in on so much higher terms, you know. And and you know everything <clears throat> everything that I do now is done with so much more joy. Even working like <clears throat> built, you know, like I was out just building a carport, you know, over a, a trailer that's okay. leaking, and so you know, getting out there no, and no. digging holes and pouring concrete and setting posts and and getting up there and walking the roof, you know, that was done with so much more joy than when I did it 20 years ago as a profession, you know, it's like, so it's like, um, you do, you, your relationships improve, uh, your relationship with yourself, more importantly improves, you know, all the fear that we feel growing up and all the anxiety and, you know, many of us battle depression or addiction, this all just disappears when you begin to uh, stabilize in this one particular practice and it's not just meditation where you're relaxing this is meditation where you're okay. realizing
0: mm-hmm. this sounds like this is a a very uh this is a, a a man of hard thinking process it's not uh floating on some sort of miasmic uh plane but rather this is this is some real searching the way i would search for uh an answer in working with my family, or to a math problem, right? I mean, I have to put my my ultimate, and, and even far beyond that, because I'm. You're asking for my ultimate realm of unlimited, unfettered thought, right?
1: Well, yeah, no, but also, the, you know, you're a man of philosophy. I, you know, just just a few times I've spoken with you, you, you bring in all these great philosophers, and this is a, this is the highest philosophy of the land and it's rigorous and so there's some joy in just in just trying to understand it trying to read you know read the text that you know t- hit the philosophy from all these different angles and it's you're no, just no. like you're working hard to put all the pieces of the puzzle together so you take all that intellectual rigor and this is this is important even the great Tibetan masters have had to train intellectually before they even dive into you know the meditative state because you take that intellect with you into your meditative practice and then you kind of employ that with the natural inquiry that happens while you're sitting in this meditative resting place uh, in the natural state and the two work together to inform what you're actually seeing and what you're actually experiencing so it's not you're not going in blindly and you're not going in lazily you're going in with the conceptual mind, that's the beautiful thing. It, uh, this practice doesn't negate the conceptual mind. It employs the conceptual mind to get in there and okay. work with you, to help you understand this process. It's, you need the conceptual mind. Unless you're, you've are you arrived on this planet and you're already enlightened and you just needed to be reawakened. But most of us are not. <laughs> most of us are like climbing up that ladder and we're struggling. And
0: this gives us right. a great
1: tool to like, kind of just float up that ladder.
0: That sounds fabulous. That sounds great. If if you have just joined us, you are listening to the Art of the CEO, uh, which comes on. With new shows every Tuesday and it streams magically across the mightily misunderstood avenues of cyberspace, where you may listen to this and all our episodes by visiting theartoftheceo.com dot com. That's theartoftheceo.com dot com. We're on several stations, but if you t- to catch all our episodes, that's uh, go to the website. I uh, and I think you'll find something quite enriching, Chris. Uh, so much of this. Uh, is outlined in your book, uh, Entering the Mind. Um, you wrote a book originally called Boundary Stones, and yes. do you feel that uh, Entering the Mind is the one that got it right?
1: Yes, it definitely.
0: Okay, uh, I, 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 I know as, as an author, I know what I, I, I asked that question very mm-hmm. deliberately. So that's so. This is the one that you really would like people to to pick up and and take advantage of, right?
1: Yes. Uh, this one was actually written for an audience and written for every single level of readership. Whereas the Boundary Stone was from the beginning a rejection of any audience. And it was very I made it was almost like Finnegan's Wake. Uh you need a code right. breaker to, to get in there and, and, and but it, it is it is an exploration of the inner world, trying to put language through the inner world, which I was able to do poetically and In the end, that Ah. that ability to to speak in poetic terms did come into entering the mind, because you need need metaphor, you need poetry of sorts. The book is a distillation of very large ideas compressed down into 160-some pages. So there Mm -hmm. is poetry Mm -hmm. in spirit in the book, but every single word is meant to be clear, as as clear as possible.
0: You know, it reminds me of... uh, Sir Isaac Newton, who, uh, when he was developing uh, uh, differential calculus, he wrote it in, he wrote Principia Mathematica in poetry, and they ask, and, and he explained that poetry just. He, he gave the same answer you did. Is what made me think of it. Is he said the hmm. the ideas are so large and so complex, and poetry is the most precise form of human written thought that 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 yeah. it needed to be uh, translated into that. So I thought that was yeah. sort of, It's sounded. I guess uh, well at at. Uh, I, the, oh, uh, by the way, how can we get a copy of of entering the mind? <laughs> how do well, we how do we get a copy? Can
1: to, you can go to enteringthemind.com, dot com, which takes you to kind of the, the the page that you know gives life to the book of sorts. But really, it's, you can get it on Amazon very quickly too.
0: Okay, all right, that's good. I, th- I thank you, and. Uh, Chris Van it will continue guiding us into the sadly unexplored vastness of our individual awareness right after you and I take a brief uh, sorbet from today's Feast of Wisdom as we offer you a few utensils for t- today's feast. And the first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, may I ask, will this be the day that you listen to that person with a differing point of view and see if you can discover some self-benefit and perhaps common ground? Or will you continue to be enslaved by former perspectives and sound by rumor? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And, as a second utensil, I can sense your yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste guess the scriptural recitation from our source book of business humor in the words of my wife's husband and Today it is as I'm looking through here okay here's ah here's this will work uh <clears throat> to measure the true value of a person to his company, cut in half the contribution he claims to make and double the contribution claimed by those he supervises. <laughs> So what do you think, Chris? Do we spend too much time measuring uh, our value instead of improving it?
1: Well, I think we do, actually. I think we spend a lot of time speaking to our great value rather than, you know, being being of that great value.
0: Mm, okay. it's a good thought. I've always felt that, that, uh, that, you know, well, no man's a hero to his valet, of course, but uh, if you can uh, – Instead of comparing the, your value in someone else's eyes, find your own. Good for you. Anyway, if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the book's vault. Just visit Bart'sBooks.com and pick up your copy of the 102 or the 101 Best Business Quips uh, or our uh, hu- our own humor resource, In the Words of My Wise Husband. And you will flood your soul and speech with a joviality that will make your fellow wage slaves Beg you to speak even longer, or maybe not. (laughs) At any rate, uh, at the third utensil, uh, let me sumptuously spoon to you this week's business quote uh, and see if you hold the literary detritus in your accumulated mind uh, to know its author. Uh, The quote is, the dog gets more fun out of the man than the man gets out of the dog, for clearly for the clearly demonstrable reason that man is a lot more laughable of the two animals. so. And as a hint, uh, the this 20th century renowned wit, cartoonist, and author penned The Secret Life of Walter Mitty and my favorite, Leave Your Mind Alone. And you guessed it, it was Mr. James Thurber. Uh, and if you have a Quipper quote that you'd like to share with us, simply write it on down and uh, email it right off to info at dot And if your sage thoughts are selected, your knowledge will earn you a mind and soul igniting gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books bookstore. And Sivan Hassel will continue, as Thurber would say, to greet the future with greater awareness Right after I introduce to you the company by whose good graces we're here today And that firm is Prometheus Publishing Who invites you to take a look at their uh, international bestseller The new and second edition of CEO of Yourself Getting Down to the Business of Your More Rewarding Life uh, this is a book that basically breaks the myth that you are powerless. CEO of Yourself helps you discover uh, your many marvelous assets and employ them toward the goals that bring you a sense of self-mastery and really a lot more fun. So using the model of chief executing officer, these pages forge your own, help you forge your own character and sculpt yourself into the more effective person you want to be. They arm you with, with principle, endurance, and unbridled enthusiasm, and you just want to roll up your sleeves, blow away the fog of distraction, and launch the enterprise of you on a joyful path. Never has the journey of self-mastery been laid out uh, with, more, with more precision, more practicality, and so much and a humorous wit that's going to keep you smiling all the way to success. So when you decide it's time to begin making your own choices, grab this guide. CEO of Yourself is available in both Kindle and hard copy. You may find your copy by visiting Bart'sBooks.com or Amazon. Carpe diem, my friend. You are indeed worth it. And now, with utensils in hand, let's return to Sivan Hassan as he guides us into greater awareness of our powerful selves, and uh, with the aid of his concise volume, Entering the Mind. Chris I, I have a fear with all with this meditation, uh, and all the discovery and I think it's wonderful but it it's it I have a, this fear that it's a bit like a drink of scotch. That is I love it while I'm in the throes and it feels good. But then I've got to reemerge and face the same old problems with my same family and the coworkers my own way and painful wounds. And but you say you've I, I'm going to come away carrying am i going to come away carrying something that you said that you it brings into your life what uh what am i coming away with after i uh, as i emerge from the meditation
1: well i guess maybe levity might be one um, <laughs> a, a, cer- a certain you know you, you you bring you bring back out into the main room of your life um, a certain lightness and a, a, a little more perspective. And, and it's not so much about you anymore. It, it becomes less about you in the full presence of your body, but you in the full presence of your awareness, which is way more forgiving and way more amenable to all that might be taking place around you and kinder, gentler, a little more, you know, joyful um, now, this doesn't happen the day you begin to sit down it takes It takes time in <laughs> sitting in that mind of yours and observing it for what it really is and just in doing that, this all these beautiful qualities begin to infuse your entire being, and you don't even have to try your only trying is just to sit there and try to stabilize in what you're, what you're seeing
0: I see. I say, okay, so I, yeah, it, it's not that it, I don't seek it, grasp it, pull it down, stuff it in my pocket, but I, I, no. like, like the, the best hunters are those who will allow the game to come to themselves, and yes. I, I see that, now, you've said that I would, uh, that as I gain awareness, I'll find a less sprit self, that is, Bart versus you, or Bart versus that tree, uh. And you, but you, you, said something to me. You said, "I will discover not only Bart, but I will discover the source of Bart and a greater self." Is is that it? It sounds, it sounds powerful. Does does this come because it's been there all along? How does this work?
1: Yes, it's been there all along. It's it's if uh, if, if, if it's if it's one with space, we know we know just without even anybody telling us that space never begins. It doesn't end. We know that space is always going to be there forever and ever and ever and it's everywhere once you begin to uh, rest in your own natural state you see that your awareness is one with space which means that it's always going to be there it's all it never ends Uh, the body that we inhabit now will end but again when you begin to rest in this meditative state you begin to see that the body is actually within the awareness and it's not the other way around and this is yeah. what all the great meditation masters have been telling us for centuries. But intellectually, mm-hmm. it's impossible to get this. It's impossible to get this. You have to see it experientially. You have to get in there and see it.
0: Uh-huh. All right. I think this is, this is another cause for, for uh, entering into the world of discovery with an open mind. Um, surely you have some people who, when you present this to them, Say uh, I already know myself, and it seems to me as if what I'm going to learn to do is take away so many of the constructs of what I thought myself to be, and it's going to be larger uh, than than before, and it's going to be more connected than before. Would that be right?
1: Yes going to be larger but you know it's not easy get, get giving up the concepts of yourself i mean we're most of are very <laughs> attached true. to to our history and to what we do and to what we own and to who we've conquered and um this is very important and for these people the time isn't right you know unless unless something with unless something below that is still pulling them and still driving them towards a higher knowing if that's not there then for those people the time isn't right and that's totally fine that's totally fine. Uh-huh. But when the time is right, you want to know that there's a way forward. You want to know that there are some answers. And this is, this is, this, I've been searching my entire life. And a couple of decades ago, I came upon this and realized that this was the one teaching on this planet that points us to the highest of all truths.
0: Mm. And-, and it's not a religion. <laughs> Okay, I wanted to ask. I wanted to talk about that because you deal in uh, in spirituality, but it's not a creed, and uh, it's with, with uh, commandments and uh, and hierarchy and seraphim and uh, cherubim evermore casting down crowns around a glassy sea. It is. Uh, it's, but you you've. It does seem to me that the spiritual, there are times when I feel that I have absolutely got it, we all have these, when I feel that, like, like you were talking about how you're emerging from your uh, from meditation and, and even putting together a carport, you feel as if you're on top of things, you feel as if things are there with you. And all of a sudden, it dawns on me, and this is the question I ask, that, that this Source that I am drinking from to get this immense well being and power that this this bowl that I'm drinking from is what that all of us are drinking from the same bowl it is one yes. would that would that be the sort of the kind of spirituality uh that that i that I might be uncovering?
1: Well, I mean, I I do like the way you you present these ideas. You have your own beautiful metaphors that are right on point. And, you know, another way of looking at it might be that, you know, say say you're flying in an airplane and you are in that plane. Uh, You might be the mind that's like in the body in that sense. One way to look at it is the plane is being supported by the space around it. It's flying through space. And what this practice does in a very natural way is it shifts the perspective so that you, without even recognizing, you move outside of that airplane, and now you become the space that is holding up that airplane. So it's just a shifting of perspective because inside the airplane, you're still in the same space. You're still in the exact same space as if you moved right outside of it. The difference is you become the space that supports the body that is the airplane. And then you recognize then that everything is floating within that awareness, within that space. There's 20 airplanes in that same space and there's 50 people inside Mm -hmm. that airplane. They're all being supported by the space. And this is what we're trying to do, shift your perspective so that it moves from less body bound to awareness bound, which is unbounded.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, It's it's funny. I I keep thinking of the analogy of the train that you've just talked about. Is that (coughs) I'm sitting on a train, and uh, Warren Buffett said that it's like working. When you work in a corporation, it's like sitting on a train. You're not sure whether the train is going sixty miles an hour and you're sitting still, or if you're actually going sixty miles an hour. And what you're saying, and and I think what Chris is saying, is that son, you're the train. You are it. You are, are that, I mean, is that sort of where, how, how am I doing?
1: <laughs> uh, well, you are the train and you are the space that the train is moving through and you are all of it. The fact is, and okay. you're of it, because, because in the end, you know, like the physics will tell you that uh, the body is 99.9% space. Now, if you look down on the body, right. there's no way you could say, I affirm that. There's no way. You see, you see mass. No, no but, no. but in reality, everything, not just the body, every single thing, every, all mass is 99.9% space. It's only 0.01% matter. <laughs> now, you don't see that with your eyes because our eyes don't allow us to this, but you do see this in meditation. No. You see it very clearly. Right.
0: Okay. That. So you're, you're affording us a new eye and and thus a new perspective to see yes. uh to see another truth to see the truth okay
1: you're you, uh, and that's all you're doing you're shifting your own perspective it's a shift of perspective mm-hmm. that's all it is
0: and but i uh but i can't come back into my old world unmoved and that's where you find you're saying the greater joy understanding and and peace right
1: yes in your own body
0: and, yeah, you, and
1: yeah. the more and the more care you give to this body like you now, now you're no longer eating you know out of McDonald's every day now you're choosing to eat maybe you know more leafy greens because you're trying now nourishing this very temple that's supporting your awareness and so and then the the people who have come into your lives who adore you for who you are you begin to adore them as well because you recognize that all these people are in the same position as you are you know they all we're all struggling to under, understand this world and all struggling you know, we all have battling our own neuroses. And, you know. Is that me or you?
0: Yeah. Sorry, Bart. That didn't, is she's
1: getting a call. Oh, okay. call.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Hello Mom. Yeah. Uh, life life always <laughs> Life yeah. always comes in. Uh ah, gee, gee, Bart, I got a guy
1: my mom's calling. I gotta gotta go to dinner. Sorry. Right. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) All right. Enough (laughs) of this game. Well, anyway, before you before you head out to dinner, uh, Uh, I want to go out. uh, I
1: want to I want to stay and talk to you.
0: Oh, okay. yes much much better, I'd much rather you stay here and yeah. uh, but don't worry you'll probably probably both of us will end up eating eating a little better because we think the fuel uh of our own bodies is is all of a sudden we see the reason for it, and it becomes more important now mm. um by the, by the way if um again we can we can get the, a copy of the book uh what about riot material how do we uh how do I get a uh, tune into that, get a copy of it, uh, discover it.
1: Well, Ryan Material is just an online magazine. Um, it's okay. It's just a, a, a project of love. It uh, comes out of our pocket. Mm-hmm. There's no advertising. It's basically up, up there for everybody to love and enjoy. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you'll hear some good new music. Um, I haven't We haven't had enough cash to pay for our film critics, so we've we kind of let that fall by the wayside for a while. The pandemic kind of took things out, but the magazine is still strong and it's still uh-huh. beautiful and it's still putting out content. And right now it's very much art based, but we get some uh, philosophy coming in and we get some, we get great. some good writers coming in.
0: Great. Great. Well, um, and that is, and the website is, that's riotmaterial.com.
1: That's it. Yes.
0: Okay, I just wanted to make sure that. that. You, uh, you,
1: you guys can email me there if anybody wants to reach out and say hello. I'm, I'll be there.
0: That's great. I was going to ask if, if I want to have Steve uh, uh, Van Hassett or his beloved, insightful uh, bride Rachel speak at uh, my next event or provide uh, some counseling, uh, what is really the best way to get in touch with you?
1: You get get in touch with me at uh Cvon at riotmaterial.com. dot com. Okay. And uh, um I think Rachel's email is Rachel R A C H E L at Riot dot com.
0: All right. Very good. This has been uh this has been incredibly uplifting for me, and I think for a lot of us, we've. Uh, it's always nice to know uh, that there is not more out there, but that it, not only that is there more out there, and so much more out there, but is, is that it is all hopeful. And it is up, and that's been a very uplifting part of this entire show for us. So I thank you very much for coming on. And I'm well, thank hoping you, that we'll be I thank you, Bart. I to... find you're, fan,
1: you're fantastic. Your show is amazing. You're amazing. You're like wickedly <laughs> intelligent. I love it. So anytime you want me on your show, please just call me, and I'm on.
0: Excellent. Well, we're, I'm going to sit. I'm going to hold. ironclad glad you to that. And we're going to have you back, and I, I think amazing. it's it, it's just been great. It's just been great. And as we round out today's feast, uh, just to let you know that I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's parting shot. A good education will fill you with a lot of other people's original ideas. But if you also graduate with that wholly unjustified belief that you can conquer the world and seize any goal, then you have received a magnificent gift indeed. (laughs) And to you gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as Chris and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this on all our shows at theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you, who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. And I thank you.